0: So good morning and thank you for tuning in to a Wednesday edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky, locations in Leduc's Spruce Grove and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you here as we'll be talking fantasy sports for the next hour. If you want to get in on the conversation, get through the text line 1-833-401-1440. You can also reach us via email. Which I will say, not usually the most common route, but if you want to do so, Connor at sports1440.ca, Brandon at sports1440.ca. You can also get us on Twitter or X, whatever you prefer to call it these days, at sports1440am. Or is it just at sports1440? It's at Fantasy Frenzy am, at Connor Halley and Brandon. You've got the new handle going, B Douglas1440. That's the one. At B Douglas1440. Maybe you saw Brandon at the Jonas Brothers concert last night, living it up. I saw you into the Ice House beforehand. I did. That was the first time I've actually been inside the Ice House.
1: Uh, I know it hasn't been open that long, and I'll be back there in a couple weeks for um, Thursday Night Football. But yeah, what a cool, like, obviously it's got all the great, same menu, service, drinks as any regular brew house, but... It's just a bit of a different vibe. They've got some really great decor in there. The actual like ice throne in the back corner. Yeah. I didn't uh, dip in. I was uh not there for very long, just long enough to slide back a few cold ones as well as a uh, order of deep fried pickles. Yeah. myself a nice base for the night.
0: But uh, yeah, really cool, really cool place. And at the ice house, can't wait to go back. Yeah. When you go into the little ice room, it's something. You can sip a couple drinks, get a little tasting going. You got to wear a jacket. I've been in there. I tried to tough it out. I thought, nope, this is stupid. Throw on the jacket, get in there. It's a very cool experience down to the ice house. And the best part about it, like what twenty five steps from the door, if that, like it's it's perfect. You go out up
1: the stairs, across the pedway, and you're in. Fort H- you're at the gates. Oh, pedway. There you the, go. Con- the convenience level is
0: unparalleled. I actually, wow, well, long-standing hate going downtown. Hated going downtown, and then we actually went to the Oilers game against the Rangers. My wife and I, and parking was easy. The ice house was right there, and then it was Rogers, so I actually I've done a one eighty downtown is cool again eye opening for us to people like live out in the burbs, but uh should have been in on our l r t discussion earlier this morning
1: because that uh that got some people fired up. I believe I was called a socialist um <laughs> at
0: one point, which is always good. love to get that in the mix on a Wednesday morning, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe you are, Brand. I've had some, uh, I don't like public transit anymore. I've had some uh, some interesting experiences on the the old public transit, so I avoid it as much as possible. But, uh, you know, there's no doubting its efficiency, its cost effective, and it gets you where you need to be. So just got to sometimes keep your head on a swivel when you're out there. Uh, We're talking all things fantasy sports today on the show. We will be joined in about uh, 15 to 16 minutes. By Anna Dua, she is with the NHL Network and NHL Fantasy, and uh, we'll talk a little, some daily fantasy, some some stuff, just looking at the NHL as a whole. Uh, Kevlar says it's good to see that Ernie and Bert are back. I don't know if he's referring to us, but it came in at eleven oh two, so it must be. Hey, we're here every day, Kevlar. We are never going anywhere. We'll be here till the day we die. DK says, being a socialist is bad, question mark, LMAO, well, I guess perspective, that's really what it's all about, uh, tonight in the NHL, there are four games on the schedule, of course, the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Seattle Kraken, another 6.30 start, I don't mind that, I can rush home, make dinner, and get the game going, it ends a little bit earlier, for some people at work, it might be a little bit tough, but uh, certainly an interesting one, The Oilers beat the Kraken over the weekend 4-1 they get their rematch, Uh, the Oilers superstars were shut out in that one but they did bounce back over the weekend or on Monday. We're at Wednesday now. So interesting to see what's going to happen tonight. You've also got the Flyers, Hurricanes, Ducks, Avalanche, Canucks, Islanders, uh, Brandon, our sports 1440 pool. Have you continued to ascend in the standings or, or where are you at now? Uh, no, I actually slid
1: a couple of spots back after all my, uh, bragging and uh, pompous nature this week. Uh, I've actually slid back to 36th. So still right there. Um, I don't think I'm going to be threatening for the, uh, Championship anytime soon, but hey, still a long season. I've got uh, who do I got in action tonight? Oh, full slate, Connor McDavid, Miko Ranton in my uh, bold choice of ranton and over dry in that mm. second grouping. Sebastian Ajo, Marty nates Troy Terry, my boy, Maddie Beneers, tough start to the season, Kale McCar, Vince Dunn, Thatcher Demko, and Philip Grubauer. So I um not sure. I we just had Jeff Baker on. He was at the morning skate. We'd get some insight on whether Grubauer or Jory DeCord will get the start for Seattle, but uh, I will happily take the loss if Grubauer is in fact the uh, the guy in between the pipes for the Kraken.
0: I'm a little worried. I mean, if you are participating in our pool, please let us know how are you doing in the standings. Uh, your name in the standings doesn't always correlate to the name you type in with or you text in with, so let us know how you're doing. I mean, that, that was just a clever way for me, Brandon, to mention that I jumped up into sixth. And I'm coming oh. for five. I'm coming for five next. But I did have Tage Thompson, and I saw that injury, which does concern me just a little bit, because that did not look good the way he went down. I do not have Tage Thompson,
1: uh, which is surprising because I have been uh, pumping his tires. This this isn't a brag; it's just a fact. Back <laughs> to prior to him kind of breaking out, like you look at him just on paper, like the skill set, the size—it's so tantalizing. I was like, this—how is this guy not a top-tier NHL player? And then. Boom. It uh, it seemed like it was overnight. It, of course, was not. Things like that don't happen in real life. Um, but now he's a full-fledged superstar. Tough yeah. to see him with that injury. Looks like
0: he's going to miss quite a bit of time. So cool that he's that big and, like, that good of an athlete. Because we don't see that too often. Obviously, like, Zidane Onchari, yes, uh, was a huge dude, but not scoring at the pace that Atage thompson does hopefully he'll be back on the ice soon for the buffalo sabers uh text line lighting up now one eight three three four it is fantasy frenzy with hallie and douglas dion says where does the nickname duke come from well brandon's from Delburn, which is a hamlet just east of red Deer. hey it's a village it's a village <laughs> And LaDuke's a City. Put some respect <laughs> on that name. Okay, okay. Um, it's a a village? Is it actually? The, vill- the village of Delburn. Yes. Okay, the village. <laughs> it takes a village. Now, The Duke, you can tell a story. Kevin Carius it, gave you the nickname. It's quite
1: simple. When uh, Kevin and I first met uh, earlier this late summer, early fall, uh, getting things primed up for the launch of the station, he just said, he's like, what do you think of this nickname? Is the Duke of Delburn? And I said, you can call me whatever you want, Kevin. It's your world. I'm living in it, and uh, it's had uh, we've had some fun with it on air, of course. So it's uh, it's it's just a nickname. I've been I've had plenty of nicknames over the course of my life. Uh, you most of them the more traditional hockey style nicknames. Dougie, uh, Dougie, uh, <laughs> B uh Brando. All the above. So uh, the Duke is kind of uh, an interesting one in the mix. And uh, yeah, Kevin's about the only one that really calls me that. You throw it in sometimes, but it's uh, a nice little stray off the pace. But yeah, it doesn't really come from anywhere. Kevin just came up with it.
0: Yeah. The reason I do it sometimes is because when I'm trying to get uh our liner at the end of the show for the update, Duke is quicker than Brandon Douglas. So I just say that. And sometimes it comes up, Brando. You know, so, but yeah, he goes by a lot of names, but that's where it comes from. Niner man 77 says morning boys trade deadline week dynasty trade thoughts Hertz and flowers for Purdy and chase. I am a Hertz owner. And yes, I believe in Purdy as a Niners fan long-term. So I wouldn't do this one. I mean, Jamar chase is a stud for sure, but I think Jalen hurts is going to be a big time player for a long time. And Zay Flowers, I mean, I've we've been pumping his tires since this show started. I think, you know, Lamar Jackson finally as a receiver he can rely on and that has shown that he can do it. So I wouldn't do it if your uh, Niners fandom takes over, then, you know, hey, you're, you're getting a guy you believe in and Jamar Chase is going to be, you know, probably a top three fantasy wide receiver for a long time. But I think Flowers could be top 10, top five maybe. So... Nah, top ten, top ten. I'm going with. So I, I don't know if I would make that one, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't rip you too hard if you did it. Yeah, I, I'm on your side here, Connor. The, um, the comparison, like Jamar
1: Chase has a lot more name value. I mean, Zay Flowers is a rookie, and in, in playing, I think in Baltimore naturally doesn't get you a ton of love, um, even if you are playing super well. So like the, the discrepancy between Chase and Flowers long term, I don't actually think is that big. That we might regret saying that because it is still Zay Flowers' rookie season, but the the difference between uh, Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy is a big one. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, it is it is huge. So uh, moving on from Hurts, even if you believe in Brock Purdy as a real life quarterback, which I do, fantasy wise, he just doesn't have as much upside as Jalen Hurts. It's and it's not really close.
0: Uh, Kirk from Barhead says, Hello, fellas. Got a bit of a running back predicament. Both Bijan and Jonathan Taylor on their bye weeks. You're telling me. I have Jerome Ford and Daryl Henderson. Devin Singletary, Ty Chandler and Miles Sanders are available on waivers. What two RBs are you running out? Well, I mean, in case you guys missed it, uh, Deshaun Watson done for the year. He had surgery or is having surgery. So he be he'll be out for the year. For me, that takes out Jerome Ford. I just don't think when, that... When you
1: don't have a real threat of a pass yeah. game,
0: the run game suffers pretty substantially. So for me, I mean, I'm looking at Devin Singletary.
1: Damian Pierce is expected to play this he, Oh, he is expected. Okay, well... The preliminary depth chart from the Texans yesterday um, had him listed at RB1. Who is your OC? I can't remember his name. It's, it's like a, a weird one, like skirt scur
0: something i know you because you Forgive guys have me. some guys that i've really pumped up for what they've done offensively bobby slowick bobby slowick correct uh well the thing is he hates damian pierce in the red zone and I, he might just hate him in general because man i'm a damian pierce owner and he gets me fired up that he never uses him in the red zone damian pierce scores a touchdown and gets called back what do they do take pierce out they put in a full back and let him run it in so frustrating uh but yeah i, I think you're in a tough situation here i like your backs when you're not on bye weeks but i would go Jeez, I don't know I don't I, I don't like this situation for you th-
1: this is a tough spot you're in um there are some weeks where you kind of just got to eat a loss whether it's based <laughs> on bye weeks or, or injury trouble um I've been there it, it's happened to me uh earlier this season I like have a ton of Browns and I had both Browns running backs Amari Cooper David and Joku all on bye at once it was like well I'm just gonna lose this week like it, it just is what it is so I think that's kind of what you're looking at depending on what the rest of your team shapes up as but yeah Singletary if Pierce is back I don't love um, Sanders yuck the Panthers are terrible Ty Chandler that's how I'd grab bit of an interesting one uh, I think that would be worth uh, taking a bit of a flyer on
0: Madison off. listed as questionable right yeah. now so yeah I think I think Ty Chandler might be the one you go for mm-hmm. oh.
1: and then uh, and then if you have Ford and Henderson like I said Ford's upside he's going to get the ball a lot what he's going to be able to do with it might be a different story but uh, I think Henderson's a good play still
0: uh, from a DK, Devontae or Puka in a non-PPR league for week 11? So Puka and Nakua. You're at Stafford back, right? And the Rams are playing... No Carson Wentz. No, uh, Rams play the Seahawks. Raiders are taking on the Dolphins. I I don't know. I, I think I think this is a Devontae week. I've been saying it for a while. I've, I have a hard time benching him, even though the numbers haven't been good. And I know that the Dolphins have some nice members in that secondary. But if it's Jalen Ramsey, Devontae gets up for these games, man. He's a gamer. And I I think they just have to get him involved in the game plan. They're going to have to pass the ball because the Dolphins are going to put up points on this Raiders team. So I kind of like Devontae there. Come back and tell me on Monday if I'm wrong. The the,
1: the determining factor here for me is that's non-PPR. If it were PPR, I think Nakua is probably the better play because... Um, between him and Cup, I mean, the, there's not a lot of other places that Matt Stafford throws the ball. So, uh, but, I, but I agree with you, Connor. Devontae, um, the whole Raiders team seems rejuvenated. Uh, who knows if they'll be able to keep turning it into wins. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to, like, this is going to be a track meet of a game in theory. And the Raiders are going to have to try and keep pace. That will involve throwing the ball. Who better to throw the ball to than your best receiver?
0: Leanne asking us, should I trade for Kenneth Walker or is Isaiah Pacheco? I think Walt Walker is the better running back, but he has a tougher schedule. Yeah, I mean Pacheco he really hasn't had like a massive game this year, has he? Kenneth Walker, I'm still unsure about. They keep using Charbonnet yeah. a lot. And like, like it's a split
1: it's like both guys are very good. It's not a knock, but Pete Carroll likes to deploy both
0: of them interchangeably. And I mean last week, like The carries have been so up and down. Uh, Kenneth Walker hasn't scored a touchdown on the ground in five weeks. He did have the big one last week, a 64-yarder. He's got that upside, and maybe they got to start utilizing him in the passing game. That was his biggest receiving performance of this season, and he did it on one reception. He's a guy who usually gets like two to three targets in a game, so maybe they got to utilize him a little bit more there. But coming off a week when he went for 19, yeah, I, I think I'd probably go Kenneth Walker if you're going to trade between the two. I'm not 100% sold on him, but I also think that just the Kansas City Chiefs spread the ball out so well. Uh, they do a really good job of getting it to, to names that might not help you on a fantasy basis unless you have Travis Kelsey. Uh, obviously, he's it's not all the time, but they, they find a lot of different weapons. So I don't know if I go for Pacheco, even though as a real-life football player, huge fan. Uh, Lance says he's a socialist. He's got your back, Duke, so you're good on that one. Uh, we've got a lot of text coming in here that we will get to you says, should I cut or trade Ealers? I'm a big Ealers guy. How about Kyle Connor right now? What a stud that guy is. He could have been an oiler. I like going back and looking at drafts and players. The Oilers could have had. I do the same with the chargers. Kyle Connor would have been nice playing with 97 anyways we'll take a break when we come back though we'll we'll ask our guest that because uh to be frank she knows way more about fantasy hockey than i do not you know she and duke might have a good good conversation but more than me so we're going to ask her that question uh when we come back and to of nhl fantasy and the nhl network coming up after this so get your text in 1-833-401-1440 it is fantasy frenzy brought to you by will hawk beef jerky here on sports 1440 thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. You can check them out online at com. Right now, we are going to get to our Fantasy Wizard, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join us at the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes. And qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And tonight it is wing night down at the brew house, 69 cent wings. So uh, go watch the game, go hang out where Brando was last night. Maybe you're going down to the ice house.
1: You know what's um, a low key great wing flavor at the brew house? The maple bacon. I can't never. remember the exact name, but it's something like that. It just smells like syrup. And there's like a perfect sweet and salty blend. Oh, my, the guy I went to the, or one of the guys I went to the concert with last night, he or I had that for to eat before we jumped across the street to Rogers. And the, oh God, the, it was intoxicating the smell okay. of those delicious
0: wings. So low key tip. And not spicy, so I might enjoy it yeah, too. There you go. I might have to give that one a look. Uh, we bring in Anna Dua. She, of course, with the NHL Network and NHL Fantasy. Anna, how are you doing today? I'm doing so good. My
2: goodness. Maple, what was it?
0: Maple it's bacon? like maple
1: bacon, I think, is uh, the
2: name maple of the flavor. Maple bacon wings. That's oh yeah, so good.
0: Hey, next time you're in Canada, you find a Canadian brew house, you got to go check those out.
2: Okay, that's on my list. I'm <laughs> heading home next week, guys, for
0: American <laughs> Thanksgiving, so I'll there be you, sure to find one. There you go. There you go. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll start off in Edmonton, of course, uh, this being an Edmonton sports radio station. I've got to ask you about a couple members of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, and the last time the Oilers took on the Kraken, obviously, uh, you know, it was great to see them win. Uh, but McDavid and, and Leon Dryasettle were pointless. Now, going back to the game against the Islanders on Monday, Leon Drysettle breaks out with four points. Connor McDavid has two points, maybe a little more encouraging. He had five shots on net. Uh, what would you expect for those two tonight? Do you think it's just the beginning and they're going to start to heat up? Or do you think they might revert back to the way they looked on Saturday?
2: Uh, they're going to heat up, you know, it's like tough because we're still early into November and we're just used to seeing Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl play in like a league of their own and that just hasn't happened so far this year, but you know it's going to happen because especially with a guy like McDavid, it's kind of like a one-man show. you got to give him a little bit of leeway. He did get injured. There's a lot of concern around that area in terms of why he's not producing at the level we're used to seeing, but They're going to get going, guys, and I've said this a million times. Their offensive metrics do not concern me that much because when you look at their offensive zone time, they're among the league leaders night after night in that category, and they're just going to pick up the pace sooner rather than later, in my opinion. I'm more concerned about their blue line and back end.
0: Now, yeah, the blue line concerns are are legit, and I I think a lot of people in this city, this market, look and would agree with you. Now, offensively, though, with the addition of Paul Coffey, I mean, do you think that is going to have an immediate or a big impact on a guy like Evan Bouchard, who offensively we know what he can do, but defensively, there's still some questions?
2: Yeah, I feel like um, in terms of just having an immediate impact, sometimes when you take Up, you see the team want to perform better, especially with the start they've had so far this season. A lot of folks in Canada specifically saw the Edmonton Oilers going all of the way this year, and I feel like maybe this is like the... One of, one of the toughest possible ways they could have started that season with that amount of pressure, and they definitely want to prove those fans and, like, everyone right, and having some sort of momentum shift, it could give them a little push at the beginning. But, you know, in a way, I always say it's good that they're going through what they're going through right now because they can address the issues they have. They made the changes in the coaching staff that they needed to make. They're bringing in all of these pieces to try to – fix some of these problems and usually we see these problems with Edmonton arrive in the postseason or towards the end of the year and they're happening right now so this is a great opportunity for this team to adjust and overcome these issues and really be successful towards the latter half of the year and make a good playoff push that we've all been waiting for them to make for the past couple of seasons.
0: Anna Dua joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you. You can get the text questions into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. one 1440 Anna, we had this question come in from Ewan. He's asking about uh, Nick Ehlers with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, do you think he would be a good guy to look at trading? I know yesterday he had two goals, uh, three points in his last two games. Uh, where do you think the value would be for a guy like Nick Ehlers?
2: I think He's a player that's like rather underrated, but he can perform. I think he—if you can get a good return for a guy like Ehlers, it's worth doing because. In Winnipeg, I've said this a billion times this year, guys, in fantasy, this like season that we're headed into, it's just so much tougher and more competitive than past years, so you kind of see certain players and certain teams take up a lot of these points in these matchups, and for the Winnipeg Jets, it's kind of been their top line in everyone else, and it's nice to see some secondary production coming from Ehlers and a guy like Cole Perpetty, but Kyle Connor, Mike Charsley, and especially Alex Iafalo, who's a pretty big pickup and might be a good fantasy stud for some people who added him deep in their rosters. They're kind of stealing the show over in Winnipeg, and it's just there's one puck to go around, and if you can get value for Ehlers after he's been picking up the pace a little bit, I would definitely do it.
0: And a kind of a quiet night, uh, but we have some questions regarding daily fantasy sports. Four games you got the Flyers, Hurricanes, of course, the Oilers, Kraken, Ducks, Avalanche, and then the Islanders and Canucks. Uh, anyone you like in tonight based off matchups?
2: Yeah, I got a couple. I actually think that um, Carolina Hurricanes, Philadelphia Flyers game is really interesting in terms of DFS. Obviously, the Carolina Hurricanes have to be one of the deepest teams in the NHL in terms of point production. They get points from literally all of their forwards and most of their defensemen. So there's a lot of value in that slate beyond the big guys like Sebastian Aho. although he's a player that's been on a five-game point streak right now. So if you're willing to pay up for a guy like Ajo, he's definitely someone to keep your eye on. But on the Philadelphia side of the ice, the guy that's getting a little bit overlooked in my opinion is Owen Tippett. He's currently tied for their most shots on goal so far this season. He has just under 50 in 15 games played so far. Four goals, six shots on goal across just the past two games. So I think Owen Tippett is a guy to definitely monitor right now, especially in this matchup, because at the very least, he's going to put up some shots and try to create some production opportunities.
1: Anna Dua from the NHL Network joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas on Sports 1440. Anna, this is another question coming in from a texter asking about the uh, look uh, look ahead for Andre Vasilevsky. He is planning on making his return in the not so distant future. Uh, if he's available in leagues and the, this texture specifically saying one where free agent bids are used, how much of a, uh, your yearly budget are you looking to spend on a guy like Vasilevsky with him back in the fold in Tampa?
2: I mean, this year you got to get Andre Vasilevsky back on your roster right now, guys, because my goodness has this been a tumultuous year for netminders? right? It's just been absolutely brutal. Like, people who have Thatcher Denso, who probably didn't go very high in drafts or having the time of their lives right now. And then people who really bought higher on certain goalies, like Disturkin dealing with his injury, or even like a guy like Elias Sorokin I was so high on just playing behind this Islanders team. They're probably not that thrilled right now. And it's just like so tumultuous in the crease. So to get a guy like Andre Vasilevsky back, playing on a Tampa Bay team that has done what they had to do without him, like, They didn't look good at certain points. They still managed to pick up some points in other games. It's just like they're holding on there right now, and they're trying to do whatever they can, but having him back in the crease, he's going to get those saves. He's still a world-class netminder, and especially this year where so many of those top three, top four, five goalies are just struggling to start the season. I feel like I would be paying a lot of money to get Andre Vaselovsky back on my roster.
1: Yeah, goalies in the NHL not too uh, dissimilar from the tight end position in uh, fantasy football where it's uh, almost a night-to-night, week-to-week basis about actually what result you're going to get. So uh, sticking with the Canucks, though, uh, they've got some, you mentioned Thatcher Demko. He's certainly an early contender for the Vesna. Quinn Hughes on the back end, Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser having a great bounce-back season. Like, on an individual basis, do you see this keeping up for the Canucks uh, as they kind of push to challenge for the Pacific Division? Um, or do you think maybe if you're an owner, one of those guys should be maybe looking to sell high uh, at the moment?
2: So for the Vancouver Canucks, I had them making the postseason in my preseason predictions, and I was one of few people who thought that was going to happen, and that was bold enough in my eyes, and they've even outperformed that to start their year. I just think they have a lot of valuable pieces on their roster, and the chemistry is finally there this year, guys. And it goes beyond just Pedersen and Brock Besser who is having a breakout year right now. We haven't seen this from Besser in the past. JT Miller is getting points night after night. He's been phenomenal. Andrei Kuzmenko has a really, really high individual upside. Quinn Hughes doing so well, but so is Philip Heronik. That's another addition they added to their roster, and he's been performing well. That's Demko playing out of his mind. Like, when I'm looking top to bottom in the Canucks, They have solid pieces. They have a solid team. I think they're going to make the postseason for sure this year. In terms of whether they can keep up this momentum, probably not. I mean, you can't imagine a team just scoring eight, ten goals per game against opponents for too long. But they're doing really good. And I'm not that shocked that they are because I feel like these individual pieces we've been really high on in the hockey world for some time. It's just the chemistry that's been missing in Vancouver. They're buying into Rick Tockett's system right now, and I think the Canucks are going to be a sneaky, sneaky good team this entire year.
0: Anna Dua of NHL Fantasy and the NHL Network joining us here on Sports 1440. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky. Hallie and Douglas with you. Uh, Anna, looking big picture here, uh, obviously every year there's guys that have slow starts, and you're, kinda, you're holding on for the optimism that they will break out and get things going. Is there anyone that stands out to you that's had a bit of a slow start, and you have some... I don't know. Maybe maybe you're a little bit pessimistic of of their real realistic chances to bounce back. Like guys you think might just be kind of struggling and, and not find their footing this year?
2: Uh, There's a couple of guys right now that I feel like people are a little bit concerned about that are having slower starts than a lot of folks expected. Uh, I live in New York City, and in this area there's been a lot of talk about the New Jersey Devils so far, and a lot of people were really hyped for this team coming into this season. And they're doing okay, but they've been really struggling with Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer out of the lineup. And then you take a look at some guys like Dawson Mercer, who I was so, so high on last year, and he really impressed me, last season, very, very high on this kid coming into the league and is still so young, but kicking off this year, he only has three goals across his first 14 games, has been picking up the pace with a expanded role with Jack Hughes and Nico Heesher out of the lineup, but he's a guy with, when it clicks, I feel like it's going to turn around for him, maybe in the second half of the year, something's going to happen. He's still young. So it takes guys some time to fully get adjusted to having some consistency in the NHL. But he's a player who definitely has not had the start that I thought he was going to have this season that I think could turn around. And then another player I feel like sometimes with injuries – we kind of forget how long it takes a player to pick up the pace and standing out to me right now is Andre Sveshnikov for the Carolina Hurricanes. It seems like everyone is getting points on that team right now with guys like Tokuniemi leading them so far in points and kind of stealing this show. But Sveshnikov is coming back from a torn ACL. That's a huge recovery that he just went through, missed the beginning part of the season, doesn't have a goal yet. And we're used to seeing him be a huge goal scorer, doesn't have that high shot volume yet either. But He's getting readjusted, and he's another player who I think is going to absolutely light up the scoring pace in the second half of the season. So it might be worth stashing a guy like that who has such a high-scoring ceiling.
0: Anna, just one more question for you. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap up with another question about the local team here. Stuart Skinner, obviously, uh, since the victory over the Flames in the Heritage Classic, he had sub-900 save percentage. And then in the last two games, we've seen him eclipse that. He's got the wins. He's only allowed two goals in his last two games. What do you think is the long-term projection here for Stuart Skinner?
2: Oh, that's a tough, tough question. <laughs> I mean, this year for Edmonton, guys, the goalies just have been, they've been surprising me night after night. I really don't know what to think about them. But with Stuart Skinner, like, you got to remember, he's 25 years old right now, just turned 25. And it takes goalies longer than any other position to get used to being in the NHL. And I got to give him some credit for the way that he played last season. It impressed me, showcased that he had a high individual ceiling. I'm giving him a little bit of bandwidth here. It seems like Edmonton's just going through all sorts of ups and downs at the beginning of this year. Maybe with the changes they made, he finally finds his groove again. But I'm giving him a little bit of extra time. Like, he's never played, like a full season in the NHL before last year. And so goalies, it takes time. I'm giving him the time. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt this year to see if he can reach that level again. But if there's still concerns at the end of this season, that's when I would start to get worried.
0: That is the optimism uh, oil country needs right now. Anna, thank you so much for doing this today. Enjoy going home and good luck finding some maple bacon wings.
2: Thank you so much. I'll keep you guys updated.
0: (laughs) Perfect, perfect. That is Anna Dua, NHL Network and NHL Fantasy Great stuff there. And uh, if you'd like to give her a follow on Twitter or X, Anna Noelle Dua. That is how you do so. Uh, Appreciate her coming on today. That was our Fantasy Wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse, sending you to the Super Bowl. Also sending a nice order of maple bacon wings to your plate. I like salt and pepper, boneless, with a side of ranch. Nice little treat every once in a while when I'm down there for Monday Night Football. Brandon, I know you prefer the hot wings.
1: The salt and pepper wings, they just don't do it for me. Like, they're... They're a
0: little too bland for my That's taste. That's why you get the ranch. <laughs> it's flavor it's like country.
1: Did, it's chicken
0: ranch. <laughs> fla- chicken ranch. Yeah. Country. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. The uh, flavor of Hidden Valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you got like their ranch they have is really good at the brew house, but I'm a big peppercorn ranch. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a while there was a bacon ranch they eat that I think Kraft put out, yeah. which was pretty good. When I was younger, I liked it. Not quite as much now. That's the great thing about ranch. There's variety. Hidden Valley, I don't know. Craft, big time. 1 one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 40 Let get to this one before we go. Chomsker says, being offered lamb for HN. I have Diggs, Moore, and Flowers at receiver. I have Ford, Algier, Etienne, Camara, HN, Latavius Murray. Uh, running back. So, your receivers, in my humble opinion, would be starting CeeDee Lamb, Stephon Diggs, probably Flowers, and Mm -hmm. then your running backs become Kamara, Etienne, probably not Ford anymore. Algier's a little up and down. What do you think, Brando?
1: Yeah, looking at this, I think you're much like as you currently stand much stronger at the wide receiver position than you are running back. So moving out a Chan who had a unbelievable start to the season before going down to injury it um, and it's it's a tough spot because we haven't been able to see him back in action. in most uh, almost everyone's trade deadlines here, if not today, at some point this uh, week here before we get underway with the next uh, week of action. I think you'd be wiser to hold on to HN. CD Lamb, very enticing. I mean, I, I just traded for him myself uh, last week in my one Superflex League. Huge performance got me, uh, secured the win for me this past weekend. But, uh, like, you've got a lot of running backs. You don't got a lot of very good ones, uh, I'll be honest. And, and they all have upside. But on a week-to-week basis, not a ton of consistency, I think HN be able to provide that for you. So I would say no in terms of pulling the trigger on this trade.
0: Yeah. I mean, CD Lamb, if he finds his, his groove, which we've seen him do a couple times, Oh, he's he's great. He's awesome. He's he's a very good player and they can utilize him in different ways. Hey, Chan. I think there's going to be some health concerns. There's going to be different weeks where other guys are the main target in that offense. Great player to have on your team, though. Like you're always going to start him when he's healthy. But yeah, I don't know if I'm making that move. I think I kind of like the team you have. Chomskers. I uh, will take a break here. When we come back, we'll get to more of the text. A lot to get to here on Fantasy Frenzy. one 401 1440 is the number to text to. Of course, as always, we're brought to you by Hawk Beef Jerky. You can check them out at any other locations. One right here at West Edmonton Mall, where we are. There's also in uh, Leduc and Spruce Grove. So go check them out or online at wheelhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas. We'll be back right after this. Couldn't talk over T-Pain. Had to let that part get the, the, You know, in the past, Brandon, I've been like, this is a song that got you on the dance floor when I was in my younger years. This was another one. People loved it. T-Pain had a Stretch where he just got you out there. He didn't like Flowrida, I swear There was a stretch Where they could put out Any song And it was like Any bar in Edmonton 12 o'clock Get on the dance floor
1: Yeah play it till you run the uh, The record off its tracks Yeah Good till times. it's smooth Because <laughs> Strictly Strictly bangers Much uh, like all the songs Played last night At the Jonas Brothers And Scalding Gord Who has been a big detractor Of my endeavors uh, Both on the text line And on <laughs> Twitter He texted and said I could never go to A Jonas Brothers concert I'm team Sophie Turner I mean, hey, I was wondering if she might be there uh, as a single woman. She still supports the bros, maybe, and she's out uh, trolling around Edmonton looking
0: for a new hubby. I would happily oblige. Sansa Stark. Yeah, I'd bend the knee. Queen of the North. Queen of the North. King of the North. Queen of the North. Did you? Did you watch Game of Thrones? Oh yeah. Oh, Who is yeah. your favorite character? Bran. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm the Three Eyed Raven. Uh, no. Uh, I love the Hound. Yeah. And his uh, his arc. I think that was a good one. But I mean, didn't matter. Anyone he like died, so.
0: Well, not all of them. Most of them. The true king of the north survived. Bran? No. No, he's not the true
1: king. He's the king of the seven kingdoms. Ah. Uh, so, so they say. Protector of the realm.
0: Go north of the wall. That's where the true king is. Jon Snow. Cool guy. What a hero. Kid Harrington, short king. Yeah, that's okay. He's, he's that's what he's the real king. Hey, you short and I are like everywhere. what five eight, five nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can't. We, that's well. That's what I mean, he's he's our short king. He's our short king. I liked uh, Jamie too. Like his arc, Lannister. Yeah, like except it, the
1: very end. That like it totally threw it away. Reversed everything that he'd done. So it was like, what is like that was the, the last season was terrible. But See, I didn't mind it. That's a whole other
0: conversation. She had. She was the Mad King. She had that blood running through the. I blood didn't line. mind
1: that, but the Lannister thing the, the they they said he don't like I don't want to start because I'll fill the entirety of this last break just uh ranting about the ending of Game of Thrones
0: the battle of winterfell I'm just trying to think of all the names and stuff the battle of winterfell didn't need to be that early in the season no and I know a lot of people said it was so dark but hey that would have been like what was going on it was it was dark winter yeah it was dark <laughs> we're living it what a good show it's dark when i get here <laughs> it's pretty well dark when i leave okay we'll stop talking but you know that could be considered the fantasy genre and this is fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 brought to you by will beef jerky connor halley brandon douglas with you a one 401 1440 we should just do it like fantasy fridays and just talk about like wizards of i'm a big something. harry
1: potter guy I love Harry Potter. I've only seen two of them. It, you read the
0: books? Not a big reader. Can you read, my son? <laughs> I can barely read if you've heard me get through these liners, but <laughs> uh, or the text line sometimes. But, yeah, maybe we'll have to work that in, Fantasy Fridays. That
1: sounds like a good off-season topic. We just do Dungeons yeah. & Dragons
0: live on the radio. That could be it in the off-season. This is, like, prime time for fantasy sports, so we should just keep going with that uh Braden says brandon you shouldn't lie you're five foot six i uh, no, no you're not i am not <laughs> i i'm not a tall person but i am not five foot six uh we've got uh brad saying how about my broncos now and their schedule russell wilson yeah hey he's been good great win over the bills gotta like that gotta worry about that chargers matchup in a couple of weeks just kidding. Uh, Niner Man says, thanks, guys. Sometimes I just enjoy making trades when I don't need to. I'm not good. It's not good sometimes. Keeps me busy, though. I'm the opposite. I hate making trades. I'm, like, loyal to my guys. Too loyal for fantasy football. Uh, no name on this one. Just scrolling through. Yes, no name. Please send your name in. Hey, guys. I have decent running back depth with B. John and Brian Robinson, Warren, Rashad White, Ford, Aaron Jones, and Charbonnet. I'm 8-2 with my Howell is my quarterback and was offered Lamar Jackson for Brian Robinson. Should I secure my Q- QB spot here?
1: If that that is yeah, straight up, do Lamar it now. Jackson for Brian Robinson, how have you not already clicked accept? Go do it right now, no name. Lamar Jackson's one of the most valuable players in fantasy football, and Brian Robinson is a pretty, me- like, he's very talented, but once again, fantasy
0: football-wise, pretty mediocre running back. We're in the Sam Howell era. Also, yes. We're throwing the biscuit. Go, go make that trade right now. Uh, Josh Dan Otter says Which position should I look At upgrading more Okay we go back to his other Text here I have Jefferson Pittman Rice Mixon Pacheco Cook K Williams plus bench I can get Nico Collins for K Williams and a separate deal Pittman for White Are those trades worth doing I would not Trade Rashad White
1: Um, Or sorry he has Pittman Yes, I would make that trade. Trade away Michael Pittman for Rashad White. The Colts are not a very good team. They don't have a good quarterback. No offense, Gardner Minshew. Pittman's talented, but Rashad White is like the only viable part of the Bucks' offense. They give it if they're not handing it off to him, they're throwing it to him. And I know you're a big Mike uh, Evans and Chris Godwin guy. Yes, but uh, Rashad White paces them in receiving almost every week, as well as running. And we—I can't remember who we had on when we asked them about Rashad White. And they told us, it's like, it's a big debate among uh, the fantasy community. of was like, is Rashad White good or not? <laughs> but he scores, gets a lot of touches, PPR league, super valuable. So I, I would say yes on requiring White. And then by doing so, it gives you flexibility to trade away Williams. But I think Williams is a good player. Nico Collins, like the, the Texans offense has been electric. But Nico Collins is... Um, He's been a part of it, but not the biggest part of it, kind of on a week-to-week basis, I guess. But uh, yeah, the first trade, I'm ho-hum on. The second one, I say, yeah, Pittman for White is a good move.
0: Uh, Triple C says, Kincaid for downs. See, I think if you get Kincaid, it's tough to find a good tight end right now, and I think he's one of the bright spots on that Bills team at the moment. I'm a big fan of Kincaid. I got him off waivers, cut the cord with uh, Kyle Pitts, dropped him, and I'm rolling with Kincaid for a while here. So I like that one. Just because, you know, with downs, there's a lot more receivers out there. If you get Kincaid, I like that. Scalding Gord says, uh, "Arya Stark killed the Ice King. That's top shelf. Totally. Yeah, that was one of the best scenes. He also says, Brandon went total fantasy if you think Sophie would choose him over me. Me being Gord, not not I. So, yes. Uh, Triple C says, I got Kelsey. Okay, well, you got Kelsey. You don't need Kincaid, I assume. So, yeah, hey, maybe boost up that receiver depth. Curtis says, a. Madison, T. Chandler, or K. Mitchell. I also have Gibbs, and hopefully A. Chan plays over the weekend. <sighs> Curtis, uh, I've, I would watch the injury report for the Vikings to make a determination on those two. And then Karen Mitchell, Kyron Mitchell. Kyron, Keaton, eh. Keaton Mitchell? Keaton Mitchell. Oh, Ravens. Yeah. Sorry, these names are just boggling my mind right now. Yeah, I don't know about that. There's just so much depth at the Ravens, and if they get in the red zone, it seems like they're automatically That's going Gus to Edwards. go for Gus goal, Edwards. Goal line Gus. Yeah. So I think I axe Mitchell, although I think he's a heck of a player, he could go on a big run. And then I watch the Vikings injury report. The final answer. This is what happens when we just get initials or last names. Sometimes like someone will say Williams, and it's like <laughs> you gotta be more oh, specific. Mike Williams is hurt. He's all I know. Uh should I play Purdy or Mahomes from Randy? Chiefs play the Eagles Eagles on Monday night. I think that's going to be a big offensive game. Could be wrong, but I think there will be a lot of points scored there, so I think i go Mahomes over Purdy. Agreed. I I concur. Uh, Rod, we can add you to the system, Rod. Thank you for putting your name in. Although you don't like that he admitted going to the Jonas concert, you don't sound like a girl or 15 years old. Even do they play music? Do they even play instruments? Not a band if you... Aren't there not the Stones or Led Zeppelin? Love the show, though. Well, thanks for loving the show. Here's the thing, Rod. They play instruments, don't they?
1: 100%. And I see he was texting in uh, yesterday at the tail end as well, once again, running his mouth. Sorry to say this. Either you're in grade six or a girl. Why would you go to see Jonas Brothers? Stones, Led Zeppelin, okay. Well, newsflash, the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin weren't in town. So I'm going to the concert that's here. And... To go back to your point, yes, those guys can play multiple instruments each and they have a full backing band including a three-piece brass set, saxophones. Like, everybody that is chirping me about this has no idea what they're talking about. The music was awesome. They are talented guys. If If it, like, pop music, not your thing, totally get it. But don't chirp me for liking us type of music because i also like 80s and 90s country music 2000s like punk rock i i'm allowed to like multiple things am i not so i i'm glad that we can put this jonas brothers thing behind us we, <laughs> we got real. the oilers that's not how it works brandon we people got... are going to remember that for the rest of your life good i hope people when people think of me they can associate me with always having correct takes about fantasy <laughs> sports usually <laughs> And that I am a proud fan of the Jonas brothers. Hey. Go to, if you didn't
0: go to the show, don't tell me that it was terrible. That's it. That's it. I you hate what you don't understand. Bobby Hill said it. Why do you have to hate what you don't understand? You know what? I'm not hating because I'll go to concerts like live music's great. If it's if it's a, a toe tapper, I'm gonna be into it. I'm not embarrassed. I'd scroll through my my iTunes right now, unless you guys hear what I got, but it wouldn't make for good radio, but different genres are good. And Rod, you had to hit him with Zeppelin and the Stones. Like Those are two of the greatest bands of all time. They're not coming like, here. And-
1: why are you comparing the Jonas Brothers to Led Zeppelin? <laughs> and Kyle just texted in too. You can't understand why you're getting chirped being a fan of the Jonas Brothers. Come on, bro, they were a boy band. Well, correction, they are a boy band, present tense, Kyle. And I, I get why people are chirping me, what i don't get is why you're doing so without having any understanding like have you listened to their music have you seen them live no it's it's the same thing with sports takes people text in and read a box score and say this player's terrible he was minus three but did you watch the game sometimes yeah but guess what not always and that's what I, that's where we're at with the Jonas Brothers. if you did not go to the concert do not tell me that it was a te- bad show and they suck and that I'm a loser for liking them.
0: You, you sound like the people that got mad at me for pointing out that <laughs> Jack Campbell has allowed four goals in his last three games plus. A lot of people did not like that tweet on Twitter last night. But hey, I I, I could go back and watch the film and go forward, and these people could go watch the Jonas Brothers. Uh, coming up today on the station, we do have the lowdown with Low Tide coming up at noon. I will love to get his thoughts on the Jonas Brothers because Al is a man of music. Uh, they'll be joined by Allison... Uh, Luke, she is uh, with the Seattle Kraken. Of course, the always taking on the Kraken tonight. Then Bruce McCurdy at 1 o'clock. And then on the Jason Greger Show today, we'll be joined by Tyler Uram, Chuck of Oilers Nation, at JT Brown, Seattle Kraken TV analyst, Mike Rupp from the NHL Network. We've got AEW superstar Nick Wayne. That'll be at 420. Also, uh, Mark Spector of Sportsnet at 5. And then from 3 to 4, it's going to be, who is it, Wednesday These are really cool, long-form interviews uh, with former professional athletes, at least former for the time being. Maybe it's a current athlete. You'll have to tune in and find out at 3 o'clock on the Jason Greger Show and uh, see what's going on then. Of course, we'll have lots of Oilers and Kraken previews talk as uh, that game gets going at 6.30. If you are looking for some pregame coverage, Oilers Nation has their show with Aaron Bordado getting going an hour before Puck drop every single game on their YouTube channel. Lance says Punk Rock for Life. Uh, (laughs) this one has no name. You got to know you're going to take some heat, bro. It's a sports radio show. LOL. Love your show. Yeah. There's always going to be something.
1: That's fine. And then I'm just going to end this on what triple C in a truck said. I would go due to the female following. There were 19,000 people, give or take, at Rogers Place last night. The amount of women to men was probably nine to one, if not greater. Actually, probably 20 to one.
0: How many numbers you get?
1: Oh, so many. (laughs) Um, I actually I wrote them all down on a piece of paper and then I lost it. I left it in the cab on my way. Oh no! Big yeah.
0: I I mean that happens to me all the time. I'm such a I'm such a ditz. We have so many listeners that were probably at that show. So if you want to text into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty and uh, reconnect with your misconnection, Brandon Douglas, do so now, and uh, he will be following along in the inbox for that uh, time to go. Alan's here oh nirvana hoodie get out get out. that's what we will do thank you guys so much for tuning in today one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty send 1440. Send text say hello and wish him the best uh big thank you to anna Dua for coming on the show today as well hopefully we'll get her back on once again let's get to an update brought to you by wheelhawk beef jerky home of alberta's best beef jerky check them out at west edmonton mall duke or spruce grove i'm connor Hallie. here is brandon douglas